Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Big Nickel IDP podcast. I am your host, John Macri, PFF's IDP specialist and data analyst. NFL Draft Month is essentially here, still a few days left in March, but for the purposes of this intro, you better believe we are ready to kick off the rookie content season on the feed right here and now, and we are starting with a very exciting edge class. We'll cover our top 10 players' strengths, weaknesses, favorite landing spots, and gets to ranking them at the end. Uh, I know I'm fired up, and I hope you are as well, so without further ado, let's get it. here we go so many rookie edges to talk about and so little time and that's without even talking about some of the studs of the interior defensive line like Jalen Carter and Kalijah Kansi Mm. Um, but speaking of studs joining me in the feed once again as he has been gracious enough to do every year since this podcast podcast inception to talk edge prospects I turned down Mel Kuyper I could have asked Daniel Jeremiah hell even Mike Mayock was big was begging to come onto the pod to talk prospects but they all pale in comparison to this man from footballguys.com he is joey the tooth joey what is happening my friend not much man i think uh i think mayock soured himself after his raiders deal so i i get that yeah yeah he's he's blaming it all on gruden um and saying that gruden was in charge of the first round picks and he'll pop up on nfl network in like five six years or something to oh yeah as everyone forgets but uh <laughs> yeah he wanted to, he wanted to come on man and I, I told him i was like no i was like i can't do it you drafted cleland farrell in the first round oh, uh, <laughs> early too super early dude and uh yeah we we want joey man joey's got the he's got the better eye for the edge prospect so i appreciate you coming on here um yeah it's such a it's a fun class for for edge i know last year it is it was okay and but this year seems a lot deeper um even like defensive interior guys that we won't talk about today but man it's been i've been watching a lot of it lately and there there's some fun players in this one what i like about the interior guys this year there's a lot of explosive interior yeah. players oh, that's yeah. what's like it's kind of you're seeing like a new breed kind of come along mm-hmm. it's like you no longer need to be a 320 pound interior lineman you can kind of hit that slightly leaner build but they're stronger than anything it's just oh yeah anyway edge, no you're yeah. but yeah it, it you're right like and yeah the name obviously that comes to mind is the kalijah Kansi um from pit man he, he gets the aaron donald comps how does he move how does he how does <laughs> a man move like that at that size that's wild it's just so funny like seeing him in pit as well like it literally the same school as Aaron Donald, the same yep. kind of size and build and that same kind of quickness. So, I mean, the, there's going to be a ton of Aaron Donald on Aaron Donald comps for him, but um, yeah, he's pretty sick, but LA should uh, just do it. Say, so, you know what? We're going to lose Donald. Let's just take his replacement now. Yeah, that would be, that would actually be very nice. I would love that. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I've been, I've been dying to talk rookie prospects. Um, I was much later to kind of start watching tape this year than I have been um, in the past, but I'm ready now just in time for this uh, next set of podcasts. We've uh, we've listed what 10 edges from this deep class. And uh, there's definitely some names that we've left out for, but for the sake of time, guys like um, a dead at Tuama 
Adebuare, whose name I can't say, Tuli, Tui Pelotu. I mean, maybe we left them out because I can't say their names. I don't know. <laughs> but, but guys like Andre Carter, Carl Brooks, Nick Herbig, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of guys that we won't talk about today. Um, but it also leaves us some new names to cover post-draft if they do jump inside the top 10 edges or something like that as well. So like I said, it's a deep class. Um, but uh, yeah, enough of who isn't on the list. Let's get to the guys who are on this list and starting it off uh, in LSU with a player whose brother we covered a couple years back now. Joey, tell us about Aziz's little brother. BJ Ojolari. Uh, he's six. He's, well, he comes in around 6'3", 250. So good size for an edge. Uh, he's had SEC production for three seasons now. He's actually played as a freshman. Uh, he's just absolutely explosive. He's got quick footwork. Uh, is just his short area quickness is unbelievable. It's uncanny, and you can see it, like he's got such a quick spin, uh, swim move, just because his feet are so quick, and he just he can his short area just side to side, and he's just so fast. Just go past. It's unbelievable. Like you showed me a couple clips just recently, right here that like. Just short, quick footwork, and it's just yeah. all it took is one stutter step and gone right there, right to the hole. It's unbelievable. His explosion—that's yeah. that's BJ Ojolari, and honestly, that's a lot of his brother too. You see, it, it, very similar traits in the two. But I mean, he, he didn't really test like some of the guys at the combine test, tested unbelievable. He didn't really test great. He didn't test bad, mm-hmm. but he didn't he didn't raise his stock at all. But he didn't kill it by any means because obviously he's got the explosion on tape. Like you can't, you can't argue it. If mm-hmm. even though he didn't blow your mind at the combine, you can't argue what you see in the, in games. So, Ojolari, SEC production, speed, size. Uh, the only thing I think that holds it back mostly is his length. He's kind of has short arms, and it's going to affect him in his run defense more or less, and and a little bit in block shedding. But other than that. I, I really like BJ Ojolari as a prospect. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, like you said, the the main things that that stand out when watching him, it, it is that that quickness, right? When he's winning in run defense, for example, like uh, like we showed, it, it, it's a result of that quickness and that jump off the line. Um, if he can get a good step against the offensive line, he ends up finding an angle that he's mostly able to make a play. Once he, he gets into space uh, as well, I find is where he does his best work, um, has good change of direction and speed in the open field, uh, allows him to chase down running backs and quarterbacks from sideline to sideline. Side Negatives in run defense for me, often gets stonewalled trying to defend the run um that was one of the things it's not really his game like he's take if he's taking on pulling offensive linemen or or going on the defensive and and trying to read while shedding a block he he does get washed out a little too often um especially if he isn't winning on that first step and and the blocker does get a hold of him uh he's basically done and then part of that's a size thing an arm length thing like you said um he's not the biggest guy but can certainly try to add some strength and power to his game to pair that with that explosive first step um and yeah again just coming back to the quickness his pass rush uh we mentioned the quickness as a positive on his run defense even more as a factor as a pass rusher hands and footwork are so fast off the snap that he's almost always the first one to break the pocket uh because of his hand placement and burst as well he doesn't do it often but he can power through offensive tackles on the rush which despite his size is a good sign that ex- that that exists uh in his game uh I'd also make an argument for him to have the best bend in this class. Mm. I mean, the next guy we talk about 
is there as well. But for me, Ojolari does it with the best balance and speed. Yeah. Um, similar to his brother, right? Like you said, right. uh, Aziz Ojolari. So we loved his bend coming out. Same kind of thing. It was a big thing we talked about with him uh, a couple of years ago that we loved. And I think he does do a much better job fighting through contact as a pass rusher versus as a run defender. Um, obviously, he's in that attacking position, so that helps. But getting chipped by running backs or tight ends, he does a nice job working through that, which mm-hmm. you don't really see with him as, as a run defender. Um, and then uh, negatives as a pass rusher, I do want to see him develop a little bit more power. I know he's not the biggest guy like we talked about, but there are instances where he can explode through those offensive tackles, but it is rare. It probably depends on the offensive tackle um, in the NFL. That's probably going to be harder to do. So yeah, definitely. Thing, yeah, go ahead. One thing I thought of like watching Ojolari, it's almost like watching a counter punching boxer. Mm-hmm. It's like he almost sets up and he, he knows it, he, his counters come naturally. It's yeah. not like he he gets one move and he's just stuck with it. He can counter naturally, and that's where I see him win a lot of his pass rush. Yeah, for sure. That 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 was what I was going to say. I think he's definitely one of the more like refined pass rushers in this class, which was similar to his brother again in, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, the lack of size you can't really do anything about that, and you know he he will struggle in the run game at least at first. But starting off as a pass rush specialist in the NFL isn't necessarily a bad thing uh, for his development either. So, did you have any kind of favorite landing spots for uh, Ojolari? I wouldn't actually mind him in Atlanta because mm-hmm. they they have they already have a couple of guys that are decent run defenders on the edge. I mean, they have Carter. He's probably best as a run defender. Um, Arnold Ebiketti, he's kind of he's kind of both ways. He's, he's a decent pass rusher, pretty good run defender. They need that explosive pass yeah. rusher. That's yeah, just, they've do. lacked it for years now, and they've tried like anything to find a replacement to actually just add some juice to that pass rush, and they've had a tough time doing it. Yeah, they got it's like a thicker group over there. So they, you know, adding somebody like more of a speed rusher, I think, makes sense. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, for me, I put the Packers. I, I like them as kind of the Preston Smith incumbent alongside mm-hmm. Rashawn Gary. Um, I get that the Preston Smith contract goes until like 2052 or, or whatever it is. But <laughs> he's I mean, he's already 31 years old and, and Gary's coming back off the, the torn ACL. So there's an yeah. opportunity there, I think, for Ojolari to kind of rotate in as a relief uh, for either guy as one gets back from injury and the other transitions into a very expensive nursing home. So um, <laughs> I, that that's where I was thinking of him. But I do like the Atlanta call as well. I think, man, they they can use pretty much everybody in this class. That's for sure. I know. Yeah. yeah, Atlanta's in a tough spot. They're not great. Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> All right. Let's go to uh next guy on the list, and that is Felix Anodike Uzama. Hopefully I said that right. We'll call him FAU for short. Uh he went to Kansas State. Uh for me. The positives, uh, I'll start in run defense again. Really good jump off the line, so that helps him get on the offensive in what is typically a more more of it like a defensive situation um it puts him in a decent position to kind of control the line and make a play as well potentially even two gapping at times just really kind of clean run defender when he can stay on his feet um which kind of brings him uh, to my negatives which is i think that jump that he has at the line can work against him at times and you'll see it fairly often uh, where O-lines use his own momentum against him and he ends up on the ground. Um, maybe it's a balance thing or a technique uh, issue or or a bit of both, but there's definitely some work needed there. He's also not very big, so that plays a part in it as well. Um, as far as as a pass rusher, 
I liked his. I liked that he won in a variety of ways, whether it's power, speed, hands, swim, move, bend. He kind of showcased it all last year at Kansas State. Um, my favorite, personally, for him is, is his bend around the edge. Uh, is a great combination of hands and speed, uh, as anyone in this class when attacking the outside shoulder of those offensive tackles. Um, as nice as that bend is, the only problem I have with it is that balance issue does show up again at times where they're he ends up on the ground quite a bit. I, I don't know if there's a player that ends up on the ground more than uh, FAU here, especially defending the run. So doesn't necessarily have the strength and balance you'd like to see uh, on early downs. Ultimately, though, I love these guys who can win kind of in a variety of ways because uh, it shows that they have been working on and developing their craft, which is pretty clear with him. He's not an elite athlete, but he makes up for it with a very strong pass rush repertoire uh, or toolbox and, and keeps an offensive lineman guessing, which helps his chances of translating to the NFL. So I ended up liking him a bit more than I think what the consensus appears to be on uh, on him. Yeah, I like I think he's a. Uh pretty intriguing prospect you talk about his uh his pop off the line i actually there was many times where i felt like it was inconsistent there was a couple of times i saw he was incredibly it almost seemed like stuck in the mud off the line i don't know it, it was mostly in his pass rush but he just seemed there was a couple of times mainly I, I don't remember what game it was but there was one game i watched it was almost like three straight pass rushes he was just like he was the last guy off the line and i don't know if it was just a bad game for him or what but it kind of opened my eyes to it but He's got unbelievable length. He's got very long arms. His arms are long as heck. He's got a good pop in his hands. Uh, his bend is unbelievable, like you said. Uh, he's got strong leg drive in his bull rush. He gets his hands out, and he just transfers power from his lower end up to his top end. Um, he does have an incredibly high motor, but like you said, uh, over-pursuits a bit and takes himself out of the play. Uh, bad balance, falls on the ground a lot. <laughs> Um, I do like him a lot, though. I think yeah. he's a. I think he's kind of an underrated prospect. He his this last year in uh, Kansas State, he showed, like you said, he showed a lot. He showed a, that he has a large repertoire. He can do it on both ends, pass rush and in the run defense. And I think if he learns to use his length better, his his wingspan, he's got a huge wingspan. If he can learn to use that better in run defense, I think he could be an even better prospect. So just a little bit of coaching could make him an actual three down player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And and that inconsistency that you mentioned, it definitely exists uh, in his game. And it's he's not, you know, the, the dominant, um, well, that, we'll talk about him later, but like a Will Anderson who's winning on like a consistent basis. So are you his father, by the way? I see a yeah. senior down here. Nice. Senior. Yeah. Good for yeah. You. Very, very proud. proud father. Yeah. Very proud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as far as like favorite fits go uh, with, uh, with, Felix here. I, I went with the Steelers. Um, you know, he he'd play behind TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, of course, but I think he's good enough to kind of provide them like the best depth option they've had there in the last couple of years and, and give those starters a little bit more respite so they don't have to play 800 to 900 snaps again this season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I, I, I like his toolbox. I think he has the, the ability to be an immediate contributor there, even as a part-time player. It's a very sack-friendly defense, and if they don't bring Highsmith back after this season, then he can kind of step in there and be a starter in year two. Yep. Uh, I like, uh, I'd like to see him go to uh, Houston, actually. Ooh, I feel nice. like Houston's, I mean, that's another team that just needs players everywhere. But 
grabbing him in one of the later rounds, probably like fourth, fifth, third, fourth, fifth round, allows them to attack the other positions earlier in the draft. So that I think that's something that is could potentially happen. And I think he'd pretty much fit. I mean, they just they need pass rush bad. They do. They really have nobody. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry Hughes, I think, is still under contract there, but he's, I think, 64 this year, so he'll be uh, <laughs> <laughs> he'll be on his way out at some yep. point, maybe in the next three years or so. So he still played well last year, surprisingly. He did. He, he always kind of does, but uh, yeah, I like the fit. Houston definitely needs the help. Um, all right, let's go to our next guy from Notre Dame. Tell us about Isaiah Foskey. Isaiah Foskey, yeah, uh, not somebody who was big on to start but uh he kind of won me over a little bit the more i watched him uh he's very athletic he's got good agility uh quick feet big wingspan uh he showed a good ability to counter uh he really opened eyes up at the combine he had a great combine uh he was i think he had one of the faster 40 times of any of the the uh defensive ends that went in uh I think I like him more as a uh, a stand-up rusher, honestly, an outside linebacker. He's got some good length. He can set the edge well. And uh, I, I'd love to see him stand up because he, he can get his, his long arms in there, get him in the chest of the, the uh, tackles on the on the corner, and just really drive through. But uh, I, I I like Foskey. He's just not really my guy. He's got a, His lower body is a little weak. So he gets moved off his blocks easily. He's a little tight in his hips, so he doesn't really have the most bend. And it, even though he has that long wingspan and he can get his hands on you, he doesn't really have any hand fighting technique. Like he lacks a punch, and he if even if he gets his hands on you, if his bull rush isn't working, like a good swipe can knock him off balance. And uh, it was a little disappointing to see. His athleticism and his agility and his footwork are really great, but he just mm-hmm. needs to clean up his technique and pretty much everything he does. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Um, yeah. Very, very similar to, to kind of what I have about him here. Just again, starting with the, the run defense. I, I thought he did set the edge. Well, um, stands up offensive lineman disengages at the right time, rarely get ever giving up the edge. Um, and it's, it's mostly his timing in his hands. He uses his hands so well, and he knows when and how to use his opponent's momentum against them and, and kind of pull them to the ground. You see him do that a lot. He does it often, pulling offensive linemen in the dirt more than probably any player in this class. And it's more than just like strength, I found, because he kind of has it down to a science. He he really does it quite a bit. Um, as far as the negatives go, as, as good as that ability is to throw offensive linemen to the ground, it's not necessarily because of his power. Um, that's, that's the one area that stands out is that when he, he does rely more on strength and power, it's not quite there yet. Um, there's also the occasional time when going up against some of the bigger, stronger offensive linemen that he'll be the one on the ground, basically. Um, I like the body control as a pass rusher. I I thought he does a nice job, you know, kind of shifting his balance and strength to bounce from outside to inside or vice versa. Bends the edge okay and and can turn the corner with speed you know it's mostly his speed like you said he he has a good jump at the snap and he's not the bendiest uh edge rusher he does a nice job kind of leaning into his rush though to get around offensive linemen um with ease so i i like the get off i like the speed and athleticism and more than anything uh, i like his technique and getting those offensive linemen to the ground as a way to win um that specifically kind of makes him unique in this class while he isn't 
necessarily the most fluid pass rusher. He, he finds ways to win, which I think is a strong kind of development point as, as he already knows how to utilize the tools uh, that he has as well and, and can keep kind of working on that. So um, any ideal fits for Mr. Foskey here? I'd like to see him with the Rams get the, uh, okay. the Aaron Donald effect. He seems to always find people who need help and just make them stars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he'll he'll do that. Uh, he could turn anybody into a star. I think I would be able to get at least one sack uh, playing on the defensive line. Super interested to see what happens with Leonard Floyd this year. Yeah. They, well, they were talking about. Did they release him, or they were talking about releasing him? But they, they were, were talking about. I don't know if they've day. done it yet. Right. Yeah, they were waiting until. I don't know if they're going to make him a post June first cut or something like that, or try to trade him. But yeah, I mean, he he's been solid there. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I, if they lose him, I don't know who they have. They they may be the last place team next season. I don't know that there's enough there. I mean, between Lewis. Cooper Cup and, and Aaron Donald, the, those yeah. are the stars, right? We don't know what Stafford is, but um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, you get yourself a developmental player in there like Foskey. You're building for the future anyway, so I like it. Um, for me, I what did I go? I went uh, I went the Bucks. So Tampa Bay. I, I know they just spent a first round pick on. Uh, What's his face? Joe Joe Tryon Shoyinka a couple of years ago. He hasn't mm-hmm. really shown much promise as a no. starter so far. Uh, so it's never a bad thing to try and take another swing at the position in the first two days of the draft. Um, especially you got Shaq Barrett coming off an injury, not getting any younger. Uh Tryon Shoyinka has obviously been pretty mid so far. So their their depth isn't great at the position. So for me, Foskey would I think he makes a lot of sense there as well. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Um Okay, next guy up is uh, Keon White from Georgia Tech. So I'll start with the positives. Um, I wasn't in love with with Keon White here. I, I thought, you know, as far as a run defender, he, he had good positioning. Uh, he plays his gap well, has a clear kind of understanding of the, of the position, despite it being a fairly new position for him. Uh, he was a former tight end. Um, so this is, I think he's only spent the last three years playing uh, defensive line. I think he's he's a little bit better playing on the the interior gaps versus playing on the edge. He isn't great setting the edge or maintaining that kind of outside leverage. His his game is very much attack the inside shoulder uh, and dive headfirst into the gap right now. Um, as far as pass rusher, I, I like that he's you know had success from a variety of alignments across the defensive line. I think that shows good versatility. His game doesn't really drop off when when he changes those alignments. He's got a willingness to try different moves. They, they don't always work or look great, but he's at least trying to win in, in more than one way. Um, gave a spin move a go, uh, swim as well. He's practicing that for sure. Uh, so, but yeah, the, it's ultimately, it's the negatives that, that kind of hurt, hurt him for me. I, I mean, he plays a little bit out of control. Even when he's winning, it's clear there's like a lot of work to kind of be done with him as a pass rusher. I think he's far from polished, just doesn't have many refined tools at the moment, but there are tools present like, you know, size, speed, power to make it work. And I I think he has great size to play defensive end in the NFL. I probably, probably prefer him a bit more inside. So maybe that three, four defensive end, um, he has more success kind of lining up over the tackles, attacking their inside shoulder or playing the B gap in the run game versus trying to set the edge and maintain outside leverage. So I, I didn't come away loving his tape very much feels like a work in progress to me, but I think the NFL may view him as this big and toolsy uh, enough player to take a shot on him 
maybe late day two or something like that. I haven't paid too much attention to where he's being mocked right now. Yeah, I've heard a lot of talk about Kianway, like people loving Kianway, but I came, same as you. I mean, he's he's an explosive athlete and he's got a high motor and everything, but you can tell in his game that he hasn't been in this position for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think he even started, he went from tight end to edge rusher to interior defender. And it was like, that's kind of a tough transition to make. He, I think he, yeah. I think his first year on defense, he was like 265 pounds, and then he bulked up to 285 to play the interior. And it's like, it's almost. I almost feel like he'd be best off shedding back down to that like 265, 270 range where he can even pack more explosion. Because I don't think he's going to lose any of his strength or anything. But I think, I think that he doesn't have enough upper body strength to play the interior. He has a tough time shedding blocks. Uh, he's got a below average punch. Um, he doesn't really have any, like when in the run, in run defense, he can't really, he doesn't seem that he can, maybe it's an IQ thing. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of the right word to say, but he can't right. decipher the, the play. Well, he doesn't know where it's going to go. He doesn't know what gap to fill. Yeah. Uh, his short area quickness, his speed, everything of that is great, but he lacks almost all polish. I feel like, mm-hmm. I mean, I do like his versatility. I mean, at 285, he can play interior in some instances. And like we were talking just recently at the beginning of the pod, interior defenders now starting to slim down slightly. We like being 280, 290 on the interior no longer is seen as like he's too thin to play. Right. So maybe that's best for him because he is, like you said, he's better on as an interior rusher, but I'm I'm thinking that's really should be the way he goes to stay interior or shed slightly and focus purely on the edge. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that makes sense. And that that's kind of what I was picturing him like for for the NFL. I I, I put like the Patriots a, as a uh, a landing spot for him just to, you know, send him to Bill, let him and his coaching staff staff work with him. Yeah, and see if they could turn him into anything. They got like a Diedrich Wise uh, over there, and they've had success with him. And I, I think mm-hmm. there are some similarities to their game. Um, so it could be a nice match. They don't have to have. I don't have much faith in him, at, you know, for IDP, especially as a rookie. Um, but we'll see if he could de- develop, despite being. I think he's an older prospect. He's like twenty four or something now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I went with uh, Seattle because, I mean, they just had Quentin Jefferson come up with about 30 tackles and five and a half sacks. So <laughs> yeah, Quentin Jefferson is yeah. no world beater. So, right. Yeah. No, that Plus, makes... they don't have an edge. They don't have edge rushers either outside of Daryl Taylor. So, yeah, stick yeah, them where you need them. Yeah, they they love uh, they love a good rotation there. And I think he, he makes sense as a rotational player. So, yeah, I like that fit. Um who do we got next? Oh, uh, Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. What do you like about him? Uh, even though he never started a game, which still kind of blows my mind. I, I learned that <laughs> this year. I mean, I, I watched his tape and I didn't even know that. And then I learned after the fact. I was like, seriously? It's just strange to me. But, I mean, he's got violent, violent, strong hands. Uh, routinely, you can just see him throw. He, he sheds blocks. He can throw offensive linemen. Uh He's got quick snap timing, uh, flexible bend all the way from hips all the way to his ankles. So I think he coming off the edge, he plays and he plays with great leverage, uh, good snap timing. Uh, he's sets a great edge in run defense, and I think it has a lot to do with his strength. Like again, going back to his strong hands, like he can just stand up an offensive lineman. 
Uh, he's got a very, very tight spin move. Uh, I love the spin move. Though he does have a tight spin move, he does rely too heavily on it. Um, it seems like that's that's his go-to almost every single time when he's trying to counter or actually just even his initial pass rush move. It's almost always a spin move. Um, he has quick feet, but he has somewhat limited lateral agility. I don't think it's going to be an issue with him, but I, that, it's just something that I noticed. And uh, he just needs to work on his pass rush counters. I mean, he's like I said, he relies too heavily on the same move, but I I really like what he has. I like his strength. I like his flexibility. I like his timing, uh, he, his understanding of a defense, and his ability to set an edge. So I think I really like Lucas Van Ness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like you said, the the strength to me is is the main thing that that kind of stands out. It's this truly impressive strength at the line of scrimmage. I, you know, in run defense, he can eat up double team blocks, stand up offensive linemen at the point of attack. Uh, it allows him to kind of set the edge and and two gap or play inside outside when lined up on the edge. He just kind of he gets it. You know, he doesn't make many mistakes defending the run. He plays sound. Rarely gets caught out of position. Um, about as consistently strong of a defender against the run as there is in this edge class for me. Um, and, and not just an edge, which is, which was kind of cool about him. Uh, he will line up on the inside and attack the a and B gaps. Thanks to his power and strength in that run game. Um, as far as negatives of the run defense, there was, wasn't a lot for me to focus on, um, but has a hard time getting off some double teams, which is honestly, it's just difficult to blame him. A, a lot of defensive linemen do when you got two offensive linemen getting a hold of you. So that that was pretty much it for, for run defense. For, as a pass rusher, uh, I liked his versatility uh, along the line can play that three, four defensive end spot or line up in the wide nine and, and still be effective. Feels more like a three, four defensive end to me. If we want to assign like a scheme fit, not that that stuff really matters all that much, but that's kind of what he strikes me as. Um, but ultimately it's, it's his ability to win with power. Uh, it's up there as one of the best in this class, uh, along with someone else we'll talk about in a bit, but that bull rush, I, I think is elite that that's his go-to move, mm-hmm. uh, you know, success, he has success running a stunt as well, which is nice to see from a bigger guy um, and something Trayvon Walker could take notes on. Um, <laughs> and he, he's just good on his feet and he, and he has a great feel with how to flow to a new gap on, on those stunts. So uh, negatives as a pass rusher, basically, how does he win? It, it's power, 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 and he's very good at it, but there needs to be more. Like you said, the, that, that counter move, there needs to be something. Um, you can't be that one dimensional in the NFL because offensive linemen will identify that and adjust very quickly. So mm-hmm. I'll be curious to see how quickly he develops more of a, a pass rush repertoire once he's, he's in the NFL. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, my personal favorite run defender from this class, as far as the edge prospects go, that gives me a lot of confidence that once he develops into a better pass, pass rusher, uh, uh, and he's still a good one, uh, he can be like a three down edge at the NFL. And mm-hmm. it just might take some time as he as he develops. Um, I do love that that pre-snap leg wiggle that he does as well. It just makes him easy to find watching film. So shout out oh, to yeah. him for that. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the leg it. wiggle. I think it's for us. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's just kind of pointing out where he is on the line because it's uh, it's hard. The, the, the all of you that don't have all 22, just watch for the wiggle. Yeah, just look for the wiggle. You'll find him pretty easily. <laughs> uh, did you have a favorite fit for uh, Van Ness? I'd like to see him in Tennessee. Okay. I mean, Bud Dupree's gone. They Harold Landry's coming back. They have Rashad Weaver look pretty decent this year, but I don't think he's 
a long-term fit. Right. So um, like you said, he can move inside, outside. He can play a little 3-4 DN if they want, or he can move outside. Yeah, I I think I have somebody else in Tennessee, so we're around the same thoughts there. I put him in uh, with the Chargers, so just finding a defensive mm-hmm. lineman that could play inside and outside, I think, is a key for them uh, for their def- defensive line, which really kind of lacks a player. Uh, I like that at the moment. So being a top tier run defender in this class also fills a significant need for them. Um, and learning from an elite pass rusher like Joey Bosa could be huge to help him develop yes. uh, for multiple years. So that's nice. All right, cool. All right, let's go to uh, Miles Murphy from Clemson. So, Miles Murphy, um, let's start with uh, let's. I'll start talking about him as a pass rusher first. So, uh, explosive get off, um, great first step, and he could power through offensive t- tackles thanks to that explosiveness and strength. Absolutely rocks offensive linemen if he executes it right has a crazy good strong arm move that catches offensive tackles off balance and allows them to power through the block. Good rip move as well. Shows it off quite a bit to win on the outside um, and relentless second effort refuses to lose. And if the rush and, and, and not let the rush die down if that first move doesn't work. So leans into that size strength and athleticism to help him wear down offensive linemen and finish the play. Um, as far as negatives for me, I, I, I do want to see him win with his hands more. I, I think, because it is there. He's done it. He just doesn't do it a lot. Uh, I think he'll need to utilize his hands more uh, in the NFL to be a bit more consistent. Um, But yeah, as a run defender, um, he's powerful off the snap. He uses his size and strength to move blockers out of the way and make plays off the ball, Um, explodes through blocks, has a great first step and that he transfers to power so well. Leaving him unblocked is a mistake as well because he's ready to kill someone from the moment the ball is snapped mm-hmm. and he's blown up runners when given a head of steam. Um, he can sort through traffic flying towards him, doesn't lose, lose track of the play. Multiple times has just tossed offensive linemen aside like they're ragdolls. Uh, for me, you know his, his best hands work comes as a run defender. He sets the edge, not just with power, but knows how to knock the hands of blockers and take advantage of them to get into proper position. Just doesn't use it as much as a pass rusher. Um, but I do think he takes great angles, understands how to use his momentum against blockers and project himself into the right spot to make a play. So I ended up coming away really liking Miles Murphy. I think that first step that he has is huge. Um, he wins a ton thanks to that explosiveness off the line, but that's not all he is. He shows off power. Uh, I mentioned the relentless effort. He just he isn't just winning on, um, or sorry, relentless effort if he isn't winning on that first move. So size and power should allow him to translate into more uh, than just a pass rusher in the NFL and he's shown an ability to be a good run defender. So athleticism is exciting. And if he could develop more of a pass rush repertoire, he could be one of the best edge defenders in this class uh, when it's all said and done in my opinion. Yeah. I 100% agree. Actually, he's got an NFL ready frame and he's matched it with elite level speed and athleticism for the position. Uh, Motor runs red hot, never quits in his pass rush. And he shows good primary and secondary counters uh, instinctively too. It's not not sloppy mm-hmm. uh his games expanded expanded every season uh this season he even dropped into coverage a bit which was it's that's pretty big for a uh, man of his size mm-hmm. but uh he's he's powerful both quick outside and inside and he's got a very good inside spin move uh it quickly creates space and gets his burst often collapses the pocket in a flash uh the big thing I could see him to work on is uh, maybe play with a little better leverage. He plays with a little 
high pad level sometimes, but easily coached for a man of his size. Like I really like Miles Murphy. If it wasn't for Will Anderson, he'd probably be my number one edge in this class. But uh, yeah, he's he. I really like him a lot. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you 100. Um, percent And yeah, it's funny because now his uh, my favorite fit for him is the Tennessee Titans. This is the guy that I put uh, over <laughs> there. So he just kind of strikes me as a Titans player. He's like an amalgam of their starting defensive line, in my opinion. So he's <laughs> like they're you know they got their current projected starters on the edge or but Harold Landry and uh, Arden Key. So he's, so these lankier pass rushers, and then they've utilized like Danico Autry there as well, but yep. who plays quite a bit interior, but alongside Jeffrey Simmons. So the, that's the way I see Miles Murphy is a combination of all those guys and uh, would be able to work his way into a starting role there um, that they could rely heavily on him to play significant snaps, um, probably year one as well. So um, how about you? Where, where did you have uh, Miles going? Uh, Arizona. I would like to see him in Arizona. I mean, they've just lost Zach Allen and they don't really have, they have a bunch of like prospects coming mm-hmm. in. Like, uh, my Jai Sanders and, um, who else did they draft last year? Cameron Thomas. Yeah. So then um, Sanders flashed a little bit in spurts, but they don't really have a primary pass rusher in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he could actually go in and be the primary pass rusher from the start if he, show is better than those two rookie yeah. season so yeah I, I i think he's a better prospect than than the I two of too. them as well so that would that would make sense he could be a uh, new jj watt over there which uh would, and he still had a great years he did man. Like, jj just he's don't hang beast. it up yet man <laughs> but good yeah. for him oh yeah he's he's awesome um all right we got another georgia guy uh or I guess this is our first Georgia guy. I'm thinking about Jalen Carter again. Um, tell me about uh, Nolan Smith. A bit undersized, but he is explosive. Uh, he he came in, what was it, like 235, 240 pounds, somewhere right around in there. But he, you would not tell be able to tell it by his strength. He's an incredibly strong man for his size. Uh, he's a great run defender. Uh, he gets downhill lightning fast. Uh, he packs he packs immense power in a smaller frame, uh, quick twitch lateral agility, and uh, um, again for a man his size, he's got a very strong anchor for holding his rushing lanes. It's it's actually quite impressive to see a guy that size go up against tackles and interior linemen. It's pretty good. Uh, he's got a bendy waist, gets low off the edge. Uh, he needs to develop better use of his hands in uh, block shedding, and. Uh, thing that worries me slightly i mean he has limited production as a pass rusher in his entire college career i mean all the tools are there but the production's never been there so it worries me a little bit his combine really boosted his draft stock but yeah it's there a lot of it's there it's just it's never been complete right yeah i'm just i'm just like now noticing how ridiculous his mock draftable um like web chart is here yeah it's it's crazy if anybody uh hasn't seen it go to mockdraftable.com and look at nolan smith's uh, size nothing athleticism everything it's (laughs) it's pretty impressive to be honest um but yeah i'm with you i mean 
as far as like uh, as a run defender goes, he he was productive as as a run defender. He was he was solid there, and I think it's his quickness at the line of scrimmage is kind of how he wins. Um, there's so much speed and kind of quickness to his game. He utilizes it well, even chasing down runners to the sideline. Um, but that bendiness is, is what helps him win. He has the bend and dip that he he busted out defending the run a few times that looks so smooth and works so well when he goes to it. Um, I guess I guess my issue as far as a negative in run defenses go is I'm concerned about the size being an issue in the NFL. I'm worried that that kind of lanky frame of his is going to get punished in, in, in the next level or at the next level. You see it some in college, but it absolutely will be more evident in the NFL. So unless he can kind of bulk up and get stronger, I have a hard time picturing him as an every down player, even with some strong ref- run defense metrics at Georgia. Uh, as a pass rusher, uh, I liked his hands better as a pass rusher than I did as a run defender. Quick hands, uses his hands and quickness well uh, in unison with one another uh, and and tends to win uh, inside or outside. Certainly a key for a player his size. If he's, if he's going to win consistently, he needs to be able to show uh, decent hands. Kind of slippery between the line as well, kind of coming back to that quickness. I think it's his greatest asset so that slender frame can slip between the offensive linemen uh, before they get a hold of him with a with a speedy dip move the bend is a part of his game you just kind of have to go back to 2021 to see him utilize it a bit more just not totally his fault to see he had a season cut short with the torn peck uh last year but Mm -hmm. it's there um and he's not as bendy as like past georgia edges like aziz ojalari for example but he's definitely capable of it um and my, my negatives for him as a pass rusher, he's not really winning with power, unlike some of the other edge players in this class who pretty much only win with power. There, there, there's some power to his game, but it's just it's not as consistent. And, and I think obviously, again, coming back to the size and, and the strength as well. But um, that that that's where it stands out to me as far as, you know, facing NFL offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. I do worry a little bit about uh, about that strength and power. Yeah, I agree. Yeah um any favorite fits for nolan smith uh, i'd like to see him in pittsburgh kind nice. of for the same reasons nice. you said we before. got there yeah i mean he can replace possibly high smith if they don't retain him he can give them a break yeah yeah for sure i i think i put what did i put carolina um I, brian burns for me he needs help there there is exactly. he's he's all alone over there there isn't like a true consistent pass rush threat on the team outside of burns and i think adding someone like smith who can bend the edge and chase quarterbacks out of the pocket is something that they're in pretty desperate need of at this point um they have a couple day two picks still i believe so you know why not once they address that quarter posi- quarterback position first overall um let's get brian burns a little bit help on Agreed. the opposite edge yeah all right, let's go to um, Texas Tech, Tyree Wilson. So Tyree Wilson, um, kind of ridiculous upper body strength. Uh, he he definitely overpowers blockers uh, by attacking their chest uh, and bending them out of the way. He stands them up, sheds, and puts himself in a position to make a play on the ball carrier. You love to see that kind of power. Uh, not to say that he isn't strong on his feet either, uh, especially in the run game. He just seems to kind of thrive with contact. And uh, I was talking to uh, Dwight Peoples, um, I think, uh, uh, last week i think it was about tyree wilson so and mm-hmm. i had a, a comp for him um i think you'll i think you'll appreciate this but for me <laughs> uh 
especially in the run game. He just kind of seems to thrive with contact. He's like the, I wrote the personification of the Black Panther suit um, that absorbs like the kinetic energy and then uses it against <laughs> his opponents um, by bouncing it right back at them. Uh, he clearly loves the physicality of the game and he, he kind of seeks it out. So um, that was uh, that was the first thing that came to mind with me watching uh, watching Tyrells. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that makes sense uh, a lot for his game. And yeah, it, the the only thing is if he's not winning with the power, I think more often than not he's probably not winning. Um, mm-hmm. He flashed a little bit of finesse or or ability to win with his hands, but for the most part, um, power is where you know for the most part he's using his power to try to switch it up, and he ends up either out of position or offensive linemen are using his momentum against him to wash him out of the play. Um, and again, it's power in the, in the pass in the pass rush game as well, where his bull rush is, is crazy good. Um, mm-hmm. he, he shows multiple ways to win, but it's, he's not like truly polished at any of them outside of that bull rush, um, which, you know, doesn't really require polish. Uh, you just need power to, to be able to uh, slam up the offensive lineman back to simplify it but may not necessarily have a plan of attack outside of just win by any means necessary which is usually that power um but he will fight until that ball is out which is which is good to see so negatives there are a few basically no bend to his game like at all when he does try Mm -hmm. to win outside he he overshoots the quarterback because he can't take the corner short sharp enough i should say um not really an explosive first step often the last off the line i've noticed it's, it's pretty noticeable when lined up with his hand in the dirt or or in a two-point stand it stance it doesn't really matter um he is kind of slower off the line than the rest of his uh teammates uh lacks a pass rush plan as well it's pretty clear that he just wants to attack and, and try to win with power which i i do think is coachable so while it, it you know it's a concern now it could be changed in, in the right system in the nfl so you know last year I, it's interesting. Last year, I don't think there were any kind of great bull rushers from from the edge class, and right. I, I I love a good bull rush, so I'm glad that we got at least a few of them here with Van Ness and and now Wilson. So uh, ultimately, like far from a polished pass rusher, but he has the size and power in his game that he can develop into an effective three down player in the NFL. It just might take some time because he won't be able to rely on that uh, power as much as a rookie going against NFL offensive linemen. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I, it was his power that was most of his upper, upper, upper body. It's unbelievable. His strength, yeah. uh, strong hands. He can shed blocks, move linemen, keep them on their heels, uh, force them to react. Uh, he plays with a fire red hot motor. He's incredibly impressive tackler. That's it, he very rarely misses the tackle. Mm-hmm. And I think it has a lot to do with his big wingspan and upper body strength. He, he's a guy who can actually arm tackle you. Like, yeah. You don't really see that too often. A lot of people try arm tackles, never works. He could actually do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only problem is like I, watching him play, he lacks explosion really. I mean, he has the bull rush, but it's all power. He, he doesn't really, he's not an explosive athlete by any means. Like he's not quick off the edge. He's not bendy by any means. He's just incredibly strong. Yeah. And he's very tight in his hips. Don't ever send him out in coverage. He's, he will just, <laughs> He's just not a man that can drop. It just yeah. won't happen. But I think, like you said, he could he could develop into a three-down player. I think he could still play three-down just because of his run defense. And I don't know. I, I, I'm still on the fence about Wilson. I, it's just he's kind of a tough one to project. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm 100% with you. I 
that that's that's the thing like when it comes to kind of projecting these guys to the nfl uh, for him specifically I, I wanted to see him kind of go somewhere where he can sit and learn behind some of the better and more experienced edge rushers in the league so i, I went with the raiders uh, i think learning from players with a similar skill set like max crosby chandler jones um i think is important for his development I, i'm not a believer in throwing him out there with the best opportunity right away because i just have a hard time seeing him being successful as a rookie so at least playing behind the likes of crosby and jones will give him some experience and similar builds and skill sets to learn from that was my exact same landing spot actually. yes oh nice yep yep <laughs> we got one we matched the exact up. same thing i was like sweet all right love to see it. it 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 happens once a year it's not always on the same podcast yep. but we we, <laughs> we got it we got it all right uh let's uh let's go to everybody's favorite from this class my son uh will anderson <laughs> jr <laughs> at uh, alabama tell me about uh mr anderson uh he's he's just unbelievable i, I really look at him as pretty much like a can't miss prospect He's, he's, he's an explosive athlete. He's got elite snap timing and tremendous burst, quick first step. Uh, he's got a plethora of pass rush moves, his spin move being his most impressive, I feel. Uh, he's got a strong club and rip with powerful acceleration, helps him in pursuit on the back end of plays. Uh, he's got a fluid body that allows him actually to cover plenty of ground and out in coverage, honestly. Uh, he thrives in his pass rush and to run, run defense and shows enough in coverage that he could actually be a off-ball linebacker, honestly. It was, mm-hmm. what was it? It was 2001 or 2021. He had 101 tackles and 31 for a loss and 19 sacks. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's unreal. It's like, come on, man, really? But he literally, he's he almost has, he has scheme versatility. Uh, you can play him in off ball if you need to. Uh, he's just an unbelievable. He reminds me, honestly, a lot of Micah Parsons. You don't want to make that Micah Parsons comparison, but he's a guy who can play off ball linebacker that is obviously at best as an edge rusher. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good call. I, I mean, if any player over the last two seasons since Micah Parsons has come out, um, deserves that comp, it's, it's probably Will Anderson, man. He's, I, I wrote down maybe too much about him because I just like <laughs> the more so I watched, good. like I just kept finding things. I was like, damn, this guy's so good. Um, so I'll start kind of in run defense. I'll, I'll try to go through it fairly quickly here, but um, you know, he plays his, his gaps aggressively uh, and he can two gap when needed. So he's fast and powerful enough to handle offensive linemen at the point of attack and still make plays around the line of scrimmage um, really refuses to kind of be washed out at the line of scrimmage, whether it's offensive linemen, uh, double teams or, or teams making the painful mistake of lining up a tight end to block him. He's too explosive and too strong to contain. Um, you even get like a pulling offensive lineman with a head of steam and it's like running into a brick wall when he's the, when he's the target. It, it, it's really impressive. You see his strength and his power uh in a number of different aspects of his game his outside to inside move is so quick uh offensive tackles really don't stand a chance when he's when he gets that proper uh explosion off the line uh can wall off tackles with one hand while he catches the running back with his other hand Um, like similar how you mentioned tyree wilson those one arm tackles um Mm -hmm. while fighting off an offensive lineman will anderson would be the other guy in this class that i think uh, does that very well um he plays the RPO very well as 
uh, also, mm, which I, yes. I noticed. So yeah, so when he's left as kind of that read defender, um, he just has a tendency to sniff out the handoff and erase the running back with ruthless aggression, uh, or trap the quarterback on the option and leave him nowhere ruthless to run. Aggression, which is ruthless that. aggression. Yeah, that was like I think that's a Vince McMahon uh, line. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then as far as like negatives in run defense, there's not much. The only thing was like he does have trouble wrapping up. Uh, tackles a little bit he has a 19.3 percent career missed tackle rate which is up which was up to 27 and a half percent in 2022 uh, with 14 misses so a, a career high last year so outside of that you go to him as a pass rusher and i mean honestly just disgusting quickness at the snap mm-hmm. um I almost felt bad for some oh. offensive tackles that he absolutely puts on skates with his quickness. Uh, that jump that he can make going outside so to bad. inside shoulder. Yeah, it's just, it's a thing of beauty. And and he'll set it up early in the game, but can put the brakes on in mid-step and cut right back outside. Uh, and there's literally nothing the the, the tackle could do to stop him. Um, watch just him watch. Play. He's like, he's slow to get up after. He's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. disappointing. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, man, he's he's so sick. But you know, you you watch him, and you could kind of picture like how his attack feels, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. He's light on his feet, but mm-hmm. clearly has power as well. So he doesn't really get caught off balance and could continue to attack uh, seamlessly through uh, blockers. The the power is there, uh, and he has the bull rush, and he's utilized it to go along with the quickness. Um, the only thing for me really is he relies a ton on that inside move. Mm-hmm doesn't necessarily have the bend that you like to see from an edge and when he does win outside it's typically like speed and power uh some hand work as well but not very bendy in my opinion which is fine since he has literally everything, everything else, else. <laughs> yeah so uh, just as nfl ready a prospect as there is i think in this entire class polish and freaky athleticism uh he proved that he could be dominant consistently he has a larger sample size of work than pretty much every defensive lineman in this class so there's more mm-hmm. than enough tape out there uh to rule out any concerns i'd be confident what we're getting from a potential top five pick um yeah any any favorite landing spots for him uh i'd like them to land in chicago oh wow they need okay. it bad yeah they do that would yeah that that would be huge for them man they have literally nobody there <laughs> i mean that's potentially i mean if he drops a little bit yeah yeah that's the thing right are they sixth yeah i i should know i just literally did a mock draft today um (laughs) (laughs) i think it no i think detroit's sixth anyway somebody will yell it uh, they're right around there through there yeah they're right there and honestly yeah chicago makes sense i i I just put whoever takes the first (laughs) (laughs) non-quarterback so uh it feels like it might be arizona too right you mentioned yeah. arizona earlier if it is the cardinals um Good jonathan gannon yeah he gets a big boost to the defensive oh line which is barren at this moment like you said so uh gonna be a big difference for for jonathan gannon going from the eagles defensive line to that group in arizona <laughs> so i think we'll see if he's uh, actually think, a good coordinator <laughs> yeah exactly so i think he'll want to get a big piece there right away and anderson i think makes a ton of sense if they if they stay put at three um it'd be so hard to pass on him but i mean jalen carter's there as well but we'll see what they do right all right um this is our last guy uh another will this is will mcdonald uh from iowa state uh where's this thing there it is all right so will mcdonald uh, as a run defender i think he plays gap sound stiffs out runs as well as any other edge in this class 
I, I do think he's solid as a run defender when he's able to win at the line. He, he puts himself in a good position to make a play while also kind of lining up all over the defensive line, uh, despite his size. Um, however, that size and strength does create some mismatch mismatch issues when he has to go uh, on the defensive as a run defender, just moved off his spot way more than uh, you'd like. And, and he gets washed out in the run game, unfortunately. So there are, these kind of big concerns for him, unfortunately, as much as he is a good and sound run defender, getting washed out so often against college offensive linemen doesn't really bode well for his ability to avoid that same issue against NFL offensive linemen. Um, as a pass rusher, for me, it is uh, finesse. That 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 was a positive, I thought, uh, for uh, McDonald here. He has some bend to his game, which a lot of the guys we've covered do not um he busted out a decent spin move from time to time as well and, and that's kind of the key to his wins because he isn't winning with power um and, and basically that's kind of what my gripes are with him as a pass rusher uh is is that there isn't any power to his game there mm-hmm. really any and he's very thin also like five years at iowa state didn't really show significant improvement so that's kind of a red flag for me um he lacks polish as well. Doesn't have the smoothness to his game or uh, his pass rush repertoire, which again, kind of concerning being such an experienced player. Uh, but yeah, it, it's funny because the first few plays I watched of him were the, these really good run defense plays. And I was like, Oh wow, he does a nice job, you know, not letting his size be a liability. And then that very quickly disappeared because the very next player uh, like, Oh, there it yeah. Is. Yeah. Because there were just way too many examples of him getting bullied in the run game. Um, he, he feels like a pass rush specialist to me. Uh, if he can add some bulk and strength to his game, maybe he has a shot to be a little bit more valuable as an IDP with some early down work, but considering he didn't get significantly bigger, uh, in five years at Iowa state, I am a bit concerned about, uh, McDonald's. Yeah. It makes you worry that if he does pack on any weight, it'll, kill some of that athleticism yeah sure uh yeah i i i do like him a bit uh he's i like i know you you don't like his hand usage but i do like uh he's got a nice swipe move i mean that's the only thing i can see him doing his run defense he does i said he uses his hands like mr miyagi swiping defenders <laughs> off his chest but uh, i i did nice. like the, the way he uses his hands the shed blocks but if if anybody's got a nice nice good grip on him he doesn't have the strength uh, he's got a red hot motor. Uh, he does good pursuit from the backside and run defense and in his pass rush. Uh, he's got quick feet, uh, devastating spin move match with explosion to finish. Uh, his run defense is a work in progress. He he doesn't show much understanding of holding lanes or setting an edge. Uh, he also lacks flexibility in his hips and dip off the off the edge. So, which is very very concerning for a man of his size. You would figure somebody of his size has more flexibility than most of the others yeah. in the class, but um, he has been pretty productive as a pass rusher in his career. I mean, 40 and a half tackles for a loss. Granted it was at five seasons, but still I do like him, but he, like you said, he's just going to be a pure pass rusher. He's going to be a pass rushing specialist. I don't think he's going to be anybody that's going to be a three down linebacker. And that's not what you're looking for when it comes to IDP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, that that we're yeah we're in the same same boat here, and and it's good because it's good that you like him because I'm I'm giving him to the 49ers, um, your team here, because um, to me I I like the fit because he could be kind of their yeah. new like Arden Key or Samson Abucam, um, those pass rush specialist type guys, while Drake Jackson can maybe develop into a bigger workload for um, 
for them this this year after spending a second round pick on him last year but that's kind of what he reminds me of is that Arden Key Samson Ebucam so uh, I like the Bay Area for McDonald I would totally like that I, I would dig that a lot honestly it, they need they need the depth yeah um, I went with uh, Carolina actually for many of the same reasons because yeah. they don't have anybody so you just add somebody who can at least just apply pressure opposite of Brian Burns he needs yeah. he needs some help he just needs somebody speed a speed rusher off the edge give him some Give him some help. Just give him some help. Yeah. Eater Gross Matos is not the answer. No. I, I was <laughs> hoping that Amari Barno, he was my deep sleeper. I was hoping he was going right. to use some of that athleticism from the freaking combine and whatnot to actually do something, but he never yeah. really showed. Hey, it's it was just year one two. year, right? There's right. absolutely there's time. Let's there's time. Whereas I think Gross Matos' time is run out. So <laughs> yeah. Well, that was our our 10. Do you want to rank these guys? Let's do it. Okay. Let's go. Let's start with, I mean, let's start with number one since I guess <laughs> it's your son. Yeah. Mr. Will Anderson Jr. Yeah. He, he's our number one. I, I mean, we, we went over why he, he just does everything. Well, he's the NFL ready prospect in this group. Um, but who do you have at uh, number two? Uh, Miles Murphy. Nice. Yeah, I'm a big Miles Murphy fan. Same. Yeah. I love them. I, I, I didn't, I, I honestly, I didn't know what to expect. I, I worry about some of these Clemson uh, edge guys sometimes, but man, I, I really came away like in miles Murphy. And like you said, if there wasn't Will Anderson in this class, I, he would be, he'd be my top guy just cause I think he does everything well yeah. uh, also. So yeah, I went uh miles Murphy there too. Uh, number three, who do you got? I went with Lucas Van Ness. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so this is where we start to differ, yeah. Because um, I put Tyree Wilson, so I went with the other power guy. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know how much he'll, <laughs> you know, how long he'll take to develop in the NFL. That uh, we talked about the pass rush stuff. Um, you know, they need some work. Same thing with Van Ness, I guess. Um, but mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think both. You know what? I I might be too low on Van Ness after looking at it a little bit because I have him as number seven. But uh, my, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. My my big thing of Van Ness over Tyree Wilson is he I, he just seems more athletic. Honestly, he seems more sure. explosive. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, all right. Well, who did you uh, who did you put it for? Uh, Ojolari, BJ Ojolari. Okay, so it's close there. Yeah, I put um, I put Felix uh, Anaduke Uzama. I ended up really liking him uh, quite a bit. I thought got he, a lot of nice tools. Yeah, that that was kind of the thing um, that that stood out for me. And I I do like I did like what he showed on tape. And um, yeah, he's right there for me. And and I put BJ Ojolari at five. So it was really close between those two. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I have a uh, Tyree Wilson's my five. Yeah. It's literally like anywhere like three, three, four, five, and six could really interchange for me. Yeah, it's yeah. I think that that's the range for me. It's like three to seven. I think Mm -hmm. eight, nine, and ten I feel comfortable with, but three to seven, I I probably gonna move again as I as I keep uh, keep working through it. Definitely easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So what was that number five? So who do you got at six? Uh, Felix. Uh, okay, Felix AU was yep. it Anaduke Uzama? Anaduke Uzama, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I did end up liking him a lot too. Nice. All right, yeah, I put uh, Isaiah Foskey 
uh, nice. six out of Notre Dame. I, I did like him a little bit as well. And like I said, I have uh, Lucas Van Ness at seven, but I don't know. Um, I guess I'm not projecting the athleticism as much, but I probably should. Um, I just, I, I liked his power a lot and I liked him as a run defender, but I wasn't crazy about him as a pass rusher. So there's, there's definitely work to be done. And I guess it'll, I think that'll develop a little bit more. So I could probably project him uh, to develop better than maybe some of these other guys here. Yeah. But who'd you have at seven? Uh, Isaiah Foskey. He just needs to hit the weight room on that lower end. Yeah. Leg day. Don't skip leg day. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Never skip leg day. Um, number eight. Who do you got at eight? Uh, Nolan Smith. Yes. Same here. Yeah. 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 There's just, yeah, there's still a lot of work to be done. Right. And that, that smaller frame is, uh, it could be an issue in the NFL, but he looks good as a pass rusher. We'll just see how, yeah. How he looks uh, as a rookie. See if he can hold up. Yeah. Um, we might have the same back three here. Let's see. So you went Nolan Smith uh, at eight. So did I. And number nine, I have Will McDonald. Yep. Same here. Okay. All right. Iowa State. Yeah, we literally just talked about him, so we don't need to get yep. into it again. Uh, and then 10, obviously, that leaves our guy Keon White, Keon unfortunately. White. just Yeah, I just think there's too much still to work on uh, for White. So oh, not, yeah. not to say... Not to say like that these guys can't develop, you know, and get better because obviously most of them will, right? Um, right. And in the right the right scheme and stuff like that. I like I said, New England for him. There, there's room to grow, obviously, but as of right now, he, he's my number ten. Yeah, no, same. It, it's like you said, he's just not enough time as a mm-hmm. defense defensive player. I mean, he, yeah. tight end to edge to interior. It's like that's tough. It's very yeah. difficult. And then go to the draft. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're literally getting drafted <laughs> off of your athleticism. You, you can't even argue that yourself. I know. Like, yeah, I know I am. I'm just, I can move quick, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll, I'll be really curious to see how the NFL values him, but they, they love their athletic guys, oh, right? Yeah. Those, those athletic uh, development projects. So he, he, he'll probably go day two at some point, right? Yeah. I would think so. There's been people talking to him late first round, second round. I was like, I can't, wow. I just can't get behind that. Dude. And it's probably just a bunch of just people just spewing. Uh, I hate draft time sometimes. <laughs> I do. There's a there's a new mock draft every every day, Joey. That they they got to change it up somehow. <laughs> it's true. It's yeah, so that's, true. That's literally. What I used they to do. do. I used to do a, a mock draft. I actually. There was one year I did a seven-round mock for every single team. And then everybody just started doing it. I was just like, I just don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Too many takes I'll, out there. I'll just yeah. do, my, do my prospect profiling. That's it. Kind of yeah, keeps man. myself about it a little. <laughs> I know, yeah. That, that's that's when you get everybody's a, a draft expert, right? And, you know, as much as we're we're spending our time talking about these prospects, we're not, you know, experts, so to say. We just, right. you know. We've, and we're we not saying football. we're going to be right. And the yeah. worst part about doing those mocks is like, as soon as you put one out, somebody has to tell you why you're wrong. It's like, exactly. okay. Yeah. This is like anything, rankings, anything like right. that. It's, it's the same, it's the same result. Um, Which I was pretty, pretty happy. I put out, I just showed a quick clip of my top 10 linebacker projections and I didn't get met with really any heat questions, but there was nobody telling good. me I was stupid. I was like, that's a win. That's good. That's good. That is, that is 100% a win whenever you share rankings. Um, oh, man. 
yeah, it's uh, it's Twitter, man. That's what it, it is. is. But, it is. Uh, yeah. Anyways, but we uh, yeah we we got through it here. Pretty good time. Um, just a little over an hour um, to cover our ten prospects. So nice tight uh, time frame, and I think a lot of information in that time. And I don't know about you, I'm ready to roll into like a whole other podcast talking about the defensive interior guys. Now it got I me, know. Uh, got me fired up. I but... know. <laughs> I know no, I wasn't I, I wasn't even big on him because I didn't really watch too much defensive interior this year. Then like once yeah. the prospects started coming through, and then I watched the combine and I was like, there's a lot of impressive big men here. What the heck's oh, yeah. going on? So I was like, I, I just gotta dive into it a little more. Like, yeah. Cause it, I mean that's a position of need for the 49ers, number one. They need right. a new interior defensive lineman badly. Yeah. So the fact yeah. there's so many. Yeah, hopefully some grief. drop to the third. Yeah. Yeah, I think there I think you'll I think you'll be able to find oh, a, a good and, one in the third. And I love that Hargrave signing so much. Oh, it's so good, dude. It's so one of my much. favorites this offseason. It's such a great fit. Yeah. They need an interior pass rusher, and they got him. Oh, yeah. No, he's he's elite. He, I love him, man. He's yep. a great player. Yep. And, yeah, I was looking at the – because this week I have um, – like stable metrics from college to the pros for defensive interior players coming out uh, for mm-hmm. the website. And yeah, there's, there's a lot to like uh, about this class, but that that's a whole other position, obviously. So, um, I mean, I, I know you do, I love talking rookie prospects and one of my absolute favorite people to do that with Joey. I, I can't thank you enough for, for being here, sharing your it. knowledge and thoughts on these guys. Three uh, years running now, right? Masters. Yes, sir. Yes, that's right it's uh it's been fun I, I really appreciate you uh you taking the time to do it uh always always enjoy talking to you oh definitely i love this this is my favorite one and then we'll, we'll come again after draft yes sir we absolutely will um yeah it's gonna be fun man it's gonna be another good draft another exciting time lots of new landing spots it's it's the best time of the year you know, um, everybody's doing a uh, draft show the guys think, getting together uh, there yeah we should be um that's the plan is to do something i don't know as far as what the size or anything like that is going to be but there there will definitely be uh, an idp show draft show um this year so nice eyes open for that for sure um but yeah but uh, other than that please remind the people where they could find you your work and what you have coming up for uh football guys and anything else uh, you can find all my written work and soon-to-be video content at uh, footballguys.com. Uh, Kyle and I are going to start doing some some video content. Kyle Bellafuel, that is. Uh, we're going to do some video content uh, in-season, weekly, and uh, we're just going to cover everything, all news, IDP, waivers. We're just gonna, It's just going to be quick-hitting, letting you know everything that's going on in IDP each week. So we're going to do that. Um, I'm going to keep doing my defensive line streaming articles on a weekly basis for football guys. Uh, Coming up right the weekend after the draft, we should have a top 40 IDP big board that me and Kyle are actually also collabing on. He's taking his linebackers. We both covered some some, uh, defensive backs. I'm going to throw my defensive lineman. We're going to just put in a top 40 and and build an actual big board, and it's going to have – it's going to have links going to player profiles and it's, it's going to be pretty, pretty impressive, but uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joey, the two with IDP. And uh, if you'd like to purchase something to do, otherwise any of my books, I have a children's book out on Amazon and also a nice uh, fantasy fiction book out on Amazon. Yes. 
Yes, definitely go check out Joey's work. And yeah, man, aspiring writer, putting out work, publish. It's a it's a thing of beauty out there. You're doing all the work, um, all great work. And yeah, excited for those uh, those video clips as well. As long as you and Kyle promise to do like some kind of TikTok type dance as well while you're doing uh, waiver oh, wires, we could I probably think. do that. Yeah, I think that'll I think that'll generate more clicks and uh, more. I've likes never actually or been on TikTok. If I'm going <laughs> to neither have I, dude. I have no idea what the hell I'm no, talking about. No, <laughs> or need to do it. Yeah, there there really is no need for that. Um, but if it's uh, anything like Twitter like with videos, I just I can't do it. No, no, it's it's hard. I, I I hate being on video. I know we got the YouTube here, but that's why I have so many graphics is to cover my face whenever possible. So, um, but yeah, man, thank you again. Um, definitely check out Joey's work uh, at footballguys.com. As for me. Uh, you know, you can find me in this podcast feed on a regular basis during the hashtag on season uh, as well. Uh, all of my written work, you can find that on pff.com uh, where there's actually about to be a whole lot more coming from me uh, as I have upgraded to a full-time member of the content team there. And a big part of that has yes. to do with you incredible people uh, consistently reading my work and apparently even requesting more of me to the powers that be. So I cannot tell you enough uh, how much that means to me. I love you all. And please keep reading because there's about to be a whole lot more IDP and beyond uh, on the site. So so what you're saying is they got my 155 letters that I sent yeah, in. They got them. They said, okay, we need enough of this uh joey the tooth guy that that's enough from him um we'll shut him up and we'll we'll hire john full time yes congrats yeah. thanks man i'm, I'm excited it's awesome it'll, it'll be fun it'll be fun to talk uh fantasy all year long and uh yeah not have to do the data collection and work long hours on the weekend so very excited um yeah it, pff has been very good to me and and the people that check out my work have been very kind and they're a big reason for it obviously so um yeah excited um but yeah other than that lastly uh be sure to check out uh the idp after show uh which the debut episode drops tomorrow with evan ronda and jace abby breaking down the idp free agents who landed in the best situations uh and you can subscribe for free over at the idpshow.com definitely check that out and those beautiful voices over there uh i will be back in a couple of weeks to talk about the incoming rookie safety class with my guy john glosser so until then idp's out